Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Woo! Hold on. Let me take it off. Speaker. All right. God is so very good. I really, I really, wow. Now I got, I got another experience. Uh, that's what happens when you put uh, two two Bible study conference calls on the exact same date. Uh, one of them will be live and active, and you can record on it, and the other one won't. So, so let's get started. I see folks are steadily coming on. Very good. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's get started. I'm loving. I am loving this Bible study. I am ready to go into. I don't know if anybody's looked ahead, but uh, chapter four, hearing God's voice. Hearing from God is section two. So we are finishing up section one, um, the, the chapters that we did review, and then we're going to go right into um, chapter four, hearing God's voice. And, and many times you hear it. Hold on a second. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, we may have um, a couple of, of weeks before we get to it, depending on how the, how the Lord moves. Um, but tonight it quotes chapter 4, and I was going to jump and go over chapter 4 before we moved forward, but um, the Holy Spirit didn't really press it upon me, so I'm like, okay, I'll keep it moving, and particularly when I saw that we were so close to finishing up this chapter. All right, let's get started. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your name for being such an awesome God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus, you move by your spirit. Have your way in the midst of our Bible study. Uh, uh, Use us, God, to your glory. Help us, oh God, to stay focused. Help us, oh God, to take um, notes that we can really go back to and and, um, embed this word deeper and deeper into our hearts that our lives might be a representative of actions causing us to be transformed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord, for what you have done on this call so many times in times past. Now, God, we pray, do it again. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you again for um, coming um, on the line and, and partaking of this Bible study. I take it very, very seriously. Um, there were some pastors for this Sunday service that they did conference calls, and I said, wow, I am so familiar with the conference call. On the Facebook page, we had many um, um, different churches that were doing uh, Facebook Live and doing conference calls, um, and I actually listened to Pastor Frankie Grayton at Edgewood Baptist Church. I listened to his message on um, on a conference call line that, that was posted on the Mount Eden Facebook page. And I'm telling you, take it very, very seriously. Um, please don't be passive. Um, if, if, if you have to be, I understand some people have told me that they're listening to it while they're at work. 
but they're still doing their work and they have that playing in the background. Um, uh, Director Spencer, he says sometimes he used to be in the truck and he's listening to the Bible study um, while he's on one of his sites. Let me tell you something. It's important that you study this word. It's important that you, watch this, build your arsenal of, of, of weapons that you can use. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Well, what are those weapons? Let me tell you something. When we start talking about prayer, when we talk about spiritual warfare, when we talk about the word of God, that is your weapon. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that you have on this armor, and that armor is your helmet, your sword, your, your, your shield, your feet shod with, with um. The, the shotting of your feet is the preparation of the gospel of peace. But that sword, that is the word of God. So you, you have your sword. Many times you'll see in, um, in those action movies, and in particularly when you have um, um, shooting and, and fighting going on, when, when they get ready to go to war, they always go to this secret room where you, you, you open, you push the button and move the book, turn the knob, and, and or stomp two times on the floor, and this arsenal of weapons are, are revealed to you. You know, knock on the wall and boom, this door opens, and all of these weapons, let me tell you, this word is your weapon. And when the enemy tricks you of not opening the word, you are trying to fight in the spirit with fleshly means. You are trying to fight in the spirit with your words alone. I thank God for that example that Jesus um gave us when, when the enemy took him up into the wilderness and when the Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit led him up into the wilderness, he was to be tempted, and, and that's part of our warfare, the temptation. And when he was tempted, he continuously uh, mentioned, uh, um, it is written, it is written, it is written, and I'm, and I'm running them real quick so I can, so I can quote it properly. But in, in, in Matthew chapter 4, when when he's fighting on that last temptations, he said, um, "Here it is." Oh, okay. Hold on a second. I got somebody that's not muted. Star six. Hold on. Mute. Amen. Okay. And then in Matthew chapter four, and it says here, and I'm looking at um, get the hints. Here we go. He says, verse number, Matthew 4.10, he says, after he's, he says, um, and again, the devil taketh him up. Ooh, now, star six will mute you. I'm muting someone, and then they're unmuting. Star six. Okay, you're muted. Everyone's muted, so you don't have to star six. So here it says here, the devil taketh him up in verse number 8 into the exceedingly high mountain and showeth him the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee. And, and please don't take that lightly as we deal with warfare. There are things that the enemy can give you. Sometimes you might mistake them for things of God. You've got to stay close with God and know him, know his word, and say, hold on a second. What God is giving me right here does not line up with his word. I don't believe that's God. 
It's nothing wrong with it. I'm not moving forward. And if it's for me, listen, God will say to me in a very powerful way, this is what you're supposed to do. This is the direction that you're supposed to be going in. So he says, all these things and the glory of them I'm going to give to you. And, and saith unto him, all these things will I give you um, if you would do what? Fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, watch this. The first part of it says, get thee hence. He says, get thee hence. And I believe that sometimes we don't follow it up with the word like Jesus did. Then he says, for it is written, get thee hence. I think we stay sometimes in the get thee hence mode, and we don't, and that's fleshy. That's commanding spirits with your natural voice. And, and some people, again, you feel that that is enough because I have enough power in me. I have enough faith in me. If I tell the Satan to go, he's going to go. I'm following the example of Jesus, and each time he spoke to the spirit uh, of, of Satan, he said, it is written. I believe it's a wonderful example for us, for us to say focus and say, guess what? Jesus did it, I'm going to do it. So the weapons that we need is in this word. So, again, that's my opening. I pray to God that you continuously share. And I know some folks get on the line, and it's because people share the Bible study call, the Bible study line um, with someone else. We're posting it. I pray that you repost it. Why? We need this power. We need these weapons so that the enemy, again, shakes in his boots. He knows who you are. Why? He knows that you are the one that's constantly quoting the word in the atmosphere of your home, in the atmosphere for your body. I ran into a situation with one of the members of the church right as we were leaving uh, on Sunday, the last Sunday we were there, and, and, and they were telling me about some pains in their body. And what the doctor says, and, and, and I realize it challenges folks when I say, guess what? I understand what the doctor says, and I understand that God has blessed them and anointed them to do things. God has also blessed and anointed you, and you've got to keep your mind in the mindset, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what is going on in my physical body, the feeling that I'm feeling, my spirit, watch this, my spirit rules my body. My spirit rules my mind. That's where you have to, if you don't stay there, let me tell you something. You are going to have a tough time in this thing called Christianity. Why? Because when your body starts to ache and the doctor tells you you've got to take all these pills or the doctor tells you you're going to deal with this, listen, the doctor tells me that that you're dealing with in your hand is arthritis. The devil is a liar. Yes, in the, in the microscope or in the x-rays, it shows that that is arthritis. It's early signs of arthritis, and it's early, watch this, in the spirit realm, it's early signs getting ready to leave my body. It's early signs that it's coming. It's early signs that it's going. And if you don't stay there, listen, the devil is going to wreak havoc in your life. Why? Because he's going to whisper to you, things like, did God really say that? Did God really say? Well, you're going to say, if God is God, how come he doesn't heal your body? How come he allows you to be in all this pain? How come he allows me to torment your mind? And, and the devil would never be stupid enough to say, why, how does he allow me to torment your mind? He allows your mind to be tormented, watch this, by you. 
Because when the enemy whispers, he whispers as if it's you. My head hurts, or this is frustrating me. This is killing me. This is aggravating me. That makes me angry. I hate this. I hate that. Listen, you got to stay in the mindset that you are in control by the power of your spirit, the spirit of God that lives inside of you. Watch this. The spirit of God that lives inside of you rules, good God Almighty, and super rules in your life. So everything must fall in line with the word of God that's active in your life. Come on, let's move. If you look at page number 69 in my book, we're under the heading of what should I ask for? And it's a very important topic that we've got to deal with. Why? Because many times your will gets in the way of what you should ask for. And when we walk through this tonight, you're going to see we've already done that bullet. We're going to go down where it says, watch, when the Holy Spirit places a need, or a desire upon your heart. You got to deal with that first. You got to understand. Even now, now, maybe sometimes again, you want to take credit for for your spirit being able to discern the discernment mechanism, the discernment feature of the spirituality that Christians are walking in is the Holy Ghost. It's God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm looking for something to explain. So how do I explain that? When it comes, watch this, when it comes to me getting in my car, many times I don't know where the heavy traffic is. I don't know where the um, accidents could be. I don't know how to get, even if it's a familiar, I'm leaving here, going to my mom's house in Bowie. When I'm going there, I'll still put on the GPS. Why? Because the GPS knows things that I don't know. So instead of me using my own mind, sometimes it'll send me out 197. Sometimes it'll send me down 301. Why does it send me on 197 on these days and 301 on those? Because the, the traffic on 197 is backed up. Even though when I'm going down 50, I hit 197 before I hit 301, it'll send me past 197, go a mile and a few, few clicks down, thank you, Holy Ghost, and, and then hit 301, and it, it's, a longer, it's a longer route. But at the speed I'm going on the highway, you're going to get there quicker. What am I saying? That the Holy Spirit knows, good God Almighty, he knows what's needed in the Spirit. That's why the Bible encourages us to pray in the Spirit. You're not praying in the natural. Yes, you can pray in the understanding because there's some things that you see in the natural. You can pray with your understanding. You see what's going on, and you say right now in the name of Jesus. There's the accident. You don't need a discerning spirit to see that there's an accident and somebody's trapped in the car banging on the glass. You don't need the discernment to see there's an apartment building burning down. It is the early stages of the fire, and good God Almighty, if the police, if the ambulance can get here quick enough, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that traffic moves with the sound, that's just the sound of the, of the ambulance, the sound of the fire engine, the sound of the police, that they might get here quickly. I'm praying with the understanding. But many times when things are happening in the spirit, you don't understand what's going on. Many times what challenges many of the believers is what? That they want to understand and see in the spirit 
everything. Sometimes you're not going to see it. So that's why you pray in the spirit. That's why you What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm praying in the spirit. Something is, is, is unctioning me. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And this is what it's saying here. It says, when the Holy Spirit places a need or a desire upon your heart, then this is coming from the Holy Spirit. So you may not see it. But all of a sudden, this person is on your mind. You may not know what they're going through, but you say, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you have mercy on my brother. I pray that you have mercy on my sister. I pray that you send angels to rush to their aid and to supply, good God Almighty, supply whatever they need. You do it, God, to your own glory. You do it, God, that they might recognize that you are powerful, that they might recognize and come to realize that you are over everything in this earth realm. It must cross over your death. So I thank you for laying them upon my heart. I pray that you do it, God, right now in the name of Jesus. No, no, no. You may want to try to pray something else for them that you don't even know. This is, this, look, look at what the book says. I'm talking about Elizabeth Els. She said that the Holy Spirit lays upon your heart. Watch this. Agree with him. I hope you see the same phrase that I'm, 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 I'm reading. It says the Holy Spirit lays it upon your heart. Agree with him. Watch this. Yield your will to his. Did, did I write it, folks? Did, did, did I plan this? Am I so creative in my in my in my studying and in my plan of action that I went and went through the book and then found out these items and then I came back and presented it. Why? So I could push God's will over over your will? No, no, no. I didn't do that. The Holy Spirit says, son, I realize, I see you struggling. You're trying to get this message across to the folks at Mount Enon and those who are uh, participating on the Bible study call. Let me tell you something. God is looking for people who trust him. God is looking for people who acknowledges that, watch this, his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. They are so much higher, you can't even fathom what God is doing, why he's allowing what he's allowing. Yes, it grieves my heart. Every time I see another day um, pick on the government shutdown, it grieves my heart. I don't know what God is up to. God is up to something in everything. Write it down. God is up to something in everything that's happening on earth. He is up to something. He's revealing something. He's teaching something. He's, watch this, he's equipping us. Some kind of way God is using this to do something with the believers. Let me tell you something. It has nothing to do with non-believers. It has everything to do with believers. God is showing us something in the government shutdown. God is showing us something with our current uh, administration. God is showing us something. It is about the believers. God is always showing it. He's either getting ready to put some folks under our feet or he's using them to correct us. He may be using them to prune us. He may be using them, watch this, to redirect us. But God is up to something. He says, yield your will to his will and begin to make your request known to the Lord. Father, have your way. Very powerful prayer. Have your way in Mount Enon. Have your way in the body of Christ. Have your way in the government. 
Have your way concerning this shutdown in the name of Jesus. God, you get the glory. God, keep, watch this, keep the believers who are in the government, keep them faithful, keep them patient, keep the love of God dwelling in their heart as they deal with them. Increase their knowledge when it comes to being able to be economically sound with the money they do have, the money that they have saved up. Keep them economically sound. Keep them moving, watch this, in wisdom and in knowledge concerning their finances. In the name of Jesus. And not, watch, you're going to continue to do warfare. You're going to do you're going to continue to do warfare on their, be- on their behalf. Hallelujah. God is so very good. He is so very good. Watch this. Watch this as it moves on. And, and you better hear, I'm, I'm pushing his will, his will, his will. God, I love you. God, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. Yes, there's some aches and pains. Yes, there's some setbacks. Yes, there's some set outs. Yeah, there's some firing going on. Yes, there's some challenges in relationships. Yes, there's some rebellious children. There's some confused parents. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Check this out. God's going to get the glory out of every situation that I'm involved in. God's going to get the glory. Keep it moving. It says here, begin to uh, make your request known to the Lord. As you pray and petition the Lord, He will birth a vision. Watch how I wrote it. His will birthed as vision. Same phrase, but I reword it in in how God interprets it to me. He will birth a vision, a mental impression. His will birthed as vision. His will birthed in you as a vision. Within And where is it going to be? Within your heart. Your deep thoughts are going to have what God is doing in your life. The vision will always, somebody highlight always, embedded in, in, in your mind, his vision will always be in line with God's word. With what? God's will. It will always be in line. It may not look Christian-like. But it's what needs to be done. In, in, in the marriage, it says you should never shut down. You're not supposed to shut down. That's a breakdown in communication. When you shut down in, in a marriage, in a relationship, you shut down and you're not talking. No, 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 that's not it. All of a sudden, in the will of God, it tells you you've got to know his voice. He says don't say another word. Don't say nothing else. When he tells you that, yeah, but, 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 but the, the counselor said, don't shut down. Shut it down. He'll give it. Shut, it's time for you to shut up. And in you doing what God said do, even though it appears to be outside of what wise counsel would do, guess what? God is going to do something in your life. Why? Obedience is better than sacrifice. The next area, because it talks here about um, it must not be otherwise. That's saying, again, not outside of the word of God, not outside the will of God. It says hearing God's voice is going to be chapter 4. And, again, that's what, again, inspires me that we have got to get, no, no, no. You are not hearing. You are not. And you can't be satisfied with partially hearing. You can't be satisfied with uh, uh, statically 
hearing. I'll never forget the, the movie Crimson Tide. And on Crimson Tide, they were on a submarine. And when they get messages, and particularly from the Pentagon, from the higher-ups in the military, when they get a message, they, that message must be authenticated. So two, it goes through two people before it's going to the captain of the, of the submarine, and, and, and at this very crucial time, the message was staticky. The message was not clear. And Denzel Washington, who was the, um, the, the next commanding officer under the captain of the submarine, he would not authenticate this message because it was broken. I cannot authenticate it. And, the, and, and watch this. It was very, very serious because what it was, they were getting ready to let loose off of that submarine a nuclear bomb. And the captain wanted to, to let this bomb go. And, and Denzel said, no, we cannot do that. Why? Because the mess. watch this, the message is not clear. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. That is, that is foggy. Something's wrong. Uh-uh. I, I cannot go forward with conviction if the message is not clear. It ought to line up with the word of God, the will of God, and the spirit of God that lives inside of you. And if it's not clear, then you need to stay out of it. Petitions must be, watch this, petitions must be specific requests. Remember what you just wrote, read. Yes, it can be specific, but it's got to be lined up with the Word of God. Yes, it's got to be specific, but it's got to be in the will of God. The Spirit of God has got to identify in your life that, guess what? This is what God would have me to do. Come the way he said come. You know what it says? Hannah, as a mother of Samuel, out of all the people, when God blessed her, she wanted a child. She's praying for a son, and guess what? She winds up getting it, petitioning the Lord specifically with what? And I'm, I'm jumping down to the bottom of that paragraph. She petitioned the Lord specifically with a what? A pure heart. Your thoughts about the situation have got to be clear. If you're not clear... Guess what? I don't think there's anything wrong. If you think there's something wrong with it, please contact me. Please, please let me know uh, um, uh, what the problem is that you're having with saying, Lord, have your way. Somebody thinks, no, 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 I've got to pray my prayer. I've got to pray what I want. This is what I want. I'm not sure if what I want is in line with God. Oh, God, please, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you're blessing with a million dollars. Okay, Pastor, you're getting a little extreme with a million dollars, but it's nothing wrong with 10000 Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you're blessing with $10,000. Guess what? Can they handle $10,000? Can they handle $5,000 a month? What was it? I, I think it's a, a month or $5,000, $5,000 a week to, Publer's Clearinghouse, I think it's $5,000, is it a week or a month, whatever it is, um, for the rest of your life. And then you get, I saw the commercial, you get to pick somebody else that you want them to get $5,000 per week or per month for the rest of their life. What if they can't handle it? Guess what? How come the statistics show that the people who win the lottery wind up being in poverty before they die? 
What about sports figures or entertainers who have millions of dollars at their exposal, disposal, thank you, Lord, at their disposal, and, and then before they die, they're in poverty, lost everything. Why? Maybe somebody prayed, maybe somebody pushed them, somebody encouraged them to go off and to do this, and they couldn't handle the money. They wind up taking the money and using it for drugs. Here's somebody you praying, God, please, in the name of Jesus, heal their body, God. Heal their body in the name of Jesus. Listen, you've got to have the confidence that this is what God is saying, and you better rest assured, if it's God's will, I've laid on the floor prostrate prostrate before the Lord. I've commanded the whole room. Everybody get on the floor. We want our brother to live in the name of Jesus. And guess what? He died. Was it God's will or was it my will that I said get on the floor? Was it, I'm going to use this to get my way with God. We're going to lay down prostrate before the Lord. God, we are throwing up our hands. Earthly, earthly power can do nothing for our brother right now. Heal him right now in the name of Jesus. Heal him. Listen, I'm yelling. I'm yelling now. God, in the name of Jesus, I'm, I'm going by preacher prayer. In the name of Jesus, everybody in the room is crying and hollering, and he died. See, it don't take but so many times for me. I don't know about you. Where I start saying, God, what am I doing wrong? No, 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 no. Not only am I embarrassment to you, because I'm praying something that you are not in agreement with, and I know you're not in agreement with it because you let him die. Did the, watch this, did the prompting of the, the prayer come from God or did it come from me? The prompting of the prayer for this person to be financially wealthy, did it come from God or did it come from you? When you start reading the book, this is just another believer writing it down. Make your petition known to God. Guess what? From the foundation of the world, Samuel was going to be the man of God. Hannah was praying, and she petitioned him, but she had a pure heart. When you've got a pure heart, watch this, that you're cleansed from your own will. That's part of the purity. That's it. It's more than just, listen, it's more than just not having a dirty mind. It's more than just not wrestling with your own ideas. It's a pure, when you're pure, watch this, you are saturated with the will of God. One of the things that will purify you is for you to stay in right relationship. When I say relationship, it's mindset. Thank you, Holy Ghost. For, <coughs> for you to stay in right relationship, excuse me, not, not for, uh, uh, for my right relationship with my sweetheart might be for me and her to hold hands. For when I greet her, for me and her to kiss. When she leaves my present for me and her to kiss, that's my sweetheart. That's right relationship. Baby, all right, love you. She says, be safe. Be safe. Be careful. That's right relationship. When it comes to God and it comes to you having a pure heart, it's more than you just not sinning. It's for you, good God Almighty, for you to have a reverence for his word and his will for you to acknowledge, God, you are a great God. You're an awesome God. There is none like you. God, there is none that can stand to you, none that can step up in your face and say anything about what you're doing. When, you have, when she's got a pure heart, 
Watch this. Even when things don't go your way, can you imagine praying and praying and praying and asking God for a child, asking God for a child, asking God for a child? You know what, God, I give up on you. I'm tired of asking, 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 and I'm not getting anything. She asked God for a son with a pure heart. She received exactly what she asked for. You better understand that it's according to God's will. Genesis. First, you can write this one down first, First Samuel chapter 1 and chapter 2. Chapter 1 and chapter 2. Read that story. And again, you will start to see it's pressed upon her to pray for this son. Why? Because God wants to bring something through this vessel. I don't want to bring it through anybody. Samuel can't just come through anybody. I've got to bring him through somebody, good God Almighty, who's going to teach him to reverence me, who's going to teach him the ways that he should go. Why? So when he gets in the presence of me, guess what? He's been trained up properly and that he'll do and have a reverence for me the way his mama and his daddy did. Genesis chapter 32, verses 9 through 12. Genesis chapter 32, 9 through 12. Jacob prayed for safety. 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1 through 11. Hezekiah asked God to spare his life according to the will of God. God says, yes, I ain't going to spare it forever. God's got to put, this is when you start to know. God's got, listen, he says, yes, I'm going to give you some more years, but I'm not going to give it forever. He's, God, please give me more. Don't take my life from me right now. Okay, you're going to live forever. God still puts an end time. So when it happens, you say, God, I thank you. You say, you thank him for the person dying? No, I thank him for the time that we had. I thank you for the joy that we had. I thank you for the love I shared with the person while they was here. I thank you for them being a believer, good God Almighty, and that they're going to go on before me. The spirit of that person lives. Listen, it says absent from the body, present with the Lord. That person's spirit is going on to be with the Lord. Thank God that they had that testimony that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in his blood. I believe that he washes me. I believe that he transformed me. I believe that he empowered me while I was on this earth. I believe good God Almighty, that while we were here, we communed together his spirit with my spirit. So you are thankful. You're not looking at God going, God, why are you so evil? God, why would you do that to me? Why would you let this person die? Listen, you're thanking God and believing in God that he knows better and that his appointed time is his appointed time, and I ain't got nothing to say about it. That was Genesis chapter 32, 9 through 12. 2 Kings chapter 20, 1 through 11, Abraham's servant prayed for success, watch this, in his task of finding a wife for Isaac. Abraham's servant prayed for the success in his task of finding a wife for Isaac. That's Genesis chapter 24, 12 and 14, 12 to 14. Blind man cried cried out to Jesus to regain his sight. Matthew, no, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 10, verse 51. Mark chapter 10, verse 51. Now watch this. Watch this. I'm, I'm on the second page. I'm on page 70, right? I'm in my notes. I'm, I'm, and I've got it highlighted, Mark chapter 10, verse 51. There's a note right up under here, it says, 
with this in mind, and he gives another scripture. I'm not going to give you that scripture. When I saw this note, the Holy Spirit says you forgot to go over Galatians. Just like that, I see a note has nothing to do with this page, has nothing to do, but it's just a note. When I see the note, the Holy Spirit says you forgot to go over the note. And, and, and honestly, it did not come out, you forgot to go over the note. He just reminded me, what about the note? He says the note that you wrote on the other page. I, I can't see it. When you got the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, he will not, if it's needed, he won't let you go wrong. I'm going to spend the rest of the time. I'm going to stay right here. I believe that this is going to close us out right here. Turn to Galatians chapter, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. I don't believe we're going to get any further than this. Galatians chapter 5. God is so good to me. He is so good to me. I hope you, I hope you get into it. I hope you start understanding. You are favored by God. You need to say it. You need to walk in it. You need to know you are cleansed. You are cleansed in the name of Jesus. The enemy is constantly reminding you of foolishness that was in your past. Good God Almighty, can I explain your past? Um, it is 8, 810, right? If I sat here and didn't say a word until 811, 810, anything that happened in 810 is your past. It's gone. Hit your, matter of fact, take your hand, hit it on your desk, hit it on your table. Ah, man, I hit mine hard. All right? 811, the pain, the act, whatever I did in 810, it's gone. If the enemy brings up your past, you got to understand, by you dwelling on it, makes you like a person who would see a man standing at a bus stop talking to himself. He's given himself directions, and the directions are wrong. And you walk up to him and try to explain to him, to explain to himself new directions because the directions that he's given himself as he talks to himself is wrong. The question to that scenario, that quandary, that question is who's the crazy person? Is the man talking to himself crazy or are you crazy? If you are sitting there dealing with a situation that there is no way on earth you can change and you allow your mind to stay on 810, it's 811 now, my hand, matter of fact, I remember the dumb thing that I did, slamming my hand too hard on the desk. But guess what? It's gone. I can't go back and change it. Let it go. Watch what the Bible says. When you are a believer, Galatians chapter 5, I know you're asking, what, what's the verse? I know. Watch this. Drop down to verse number what? 22. I'm reading in the, da, 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 do I really want to do that? Yes, I do. I'm reading in the Message Bible translation. Help me, God. But what happened when we live God's way? What does that say? God's will. 
when we live his will, when we live according to his word, when we live according to the commandments, the statutes, the precepts, the laws, he brings gifts into our lives. Good God Almighty, you better hear me. When you live that way, he starts to bless you. He brings gifts into your life, much the same way that fruit appears on the orchard, in an orchard. Things like affection for others. No, no, no. You criticize others. You're angry with others. You're debating with others. You're trying to be smarter than others. You're trying to bring others, good God Almighty, you're trying to bring others in subjection to your will. I don't care what you cloak it with, cover it. I don't care how you try to present it. What you're doing is trying to get influence, and you better recognize and realize you're never going to get it. Why? Because God peeped out your story. He peeped out your scheme. He peeped out what you're trying. You say your story, you're trying to make your own story. He peeped it out, and he realized the end is that you will have people falling down. Good God Almighty, thank you, Lord, for tying it all in, for somebody to fall down and worship you. No, you are supposed to be worshipped. You're not supposed to be worshipped. God is supposed to be worshipped. It's just like in the orchard. Keep it moving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Things like affection for others. Exuberance about life. You got too much, you got too much ill feelings about life. Exuberance, what did I say? Live, laugh, and love. What is the love? You Listen, I just got this joy. I'm just laughing and stuff. Listen, I'm, oh, my God. I couldn't remember. <laughs> help me, God. I'm trying to remember somebody's name. Oh, my God. Help me, Lord. No, no, no. You're sitting there frustrated. Oh, my God. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. Listen, live, laugh, and love. God's got your back. He's going to keep you in the midst of this storm. Exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness, I'm in the Message Bible, verse number 22, 23, 22 and 23, a willingness to stick to, stick with things. You give up so quickly. You turn around so quickly. Help us, God. Help us, God. You give up so quickly. You know you don't want to say it, but you're giving up. You're turning around. What are we talking about here? The will of God. We're talking about him birthing a vision, and somehow the Lord allowed me to go right over my note, go to the next page, and, and, and this part right here, when he births that vision in you, you've got to understand what's going on. I'm going down to verse number 25. It's going to all tie together in a minute. Listen, watch what it says, Message Bible Translation. We develop a willingness to stick with it, Stick with things and a sense of compassion in the heart, in your deep thoughts. You've got compassion. Look it up yourself. And a conviction that a basic holiness permeates, thank you, Lord, things and people. What? A basic holiness permeates things. And people, I was sharing with Deacon Shepherdson today that when I drive, when I drive and my, my vehicle goes over bumps, I envision God tightening up every loose bolt, every loose screw, anything that's starting to fall apart. When I go over bumps and the van shakes, he literally, with the air and the movement of the vehicle, 
everything in the car tightens up instead of falling apart. Some people say, Lord, I hit that bump. I just tearing the car up. I'm tearing the car up. Oh, my God, I went out in the cold. I'm going to catch a cold. I'm going to catch a cold. Man, I'm not feeling well. You don't. Listen, if I'm not feeling well, I'm immediately, I'm applying the word of God, and by your stripes, I'm healed. This is why the enemy keeps, well, can I bring on sickness? Yes, and can I get rid of it? He says, can I bring on this pain? Yes, and can I get rid of it? No, no, no. Sometimes you might get tired of getting rid of the pain. You're getting tired of getting rid of the sickness. Well, you're going to get tired. I don't ever get tired of washing up and taking a shower. I never get tired of taking that stinky trash, as my wife calls it, that stinky, that stinky trash. That trash stinks. I don't get tired of, oh, sweetie, I'm getting it right now. I'm taking that trash out. Get that stinky trash out of here. Well, why do you get a tired of applying the word of God to ailments. You don't get tired of taking them headache pills. You don't get tired of rubbing that ointment on you. You don't get tired of taking the syrup that is supposed to stop your cough. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Then why do you get tired of taking... Listen, this is what it says. In the Message Bible translation, it says that there is a conviction that a basic holiness... Now, this is when you talk about the holiness, not just, now this is for me, not just the, 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 the sense of being right in a right relationship with God, walking, as he said Job was, he is a man that loved God, he feared, feared God, he eschewed evil, he didn't want evil in his life. Not just holiness, walking upright, but there is God's presence, this holiness. It's over everything. It permeates things and people. We find, good God Almighty, when it says things right there, it tells you right there, how can things, how can this death, how can my vehicle be holy? Yes, it can be holy. How can it be holy? Not my, my car doesn't sin. I didn't know my car had a mind. Yes, it's a smart car, but I didn't know it had a mind that it could sin. No, my, the holiness of God, the presence of God is over everything I own, everybody that's attached to me. Some of, the, some of the things that's going on in my life that I'm getting the benefits of, it's not that I prayed so hard. It's not that I can't take the credit for it. But God starts to reveal that while I'm praying in the spirit, when I'm praying in the spirit, he's to, I'm handling his business in the spirit realm, and guess what? He's handling my business in the natural. You better get it. That's why I'm his favorite. That's why he's always blessing me. That's why he's explaining things to me that he's not explaining to you. Not, not to you, but to you. Not you, but you. It's different people. Y'all get it. Watch this. It says, we find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life. I hope you get it. That's your will. I want to do it my way. Able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. So as you go to sleep at night, Father, have your way all over this earth. God, do your will. Have, let your will be done. In the name of Jesus, I lift up. When you see it, you say, President Trump this, President Trump this. I don't believe the Republicans doing this and doing that, doing that. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I lift up our government. It's not just the Republicans. It's not just President Trump. It's not just the Democrats. It's not just the Senate or the House. It's the government as a whole. Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way. Reveal to us the lesson that we are supposed to learn as believers, that we might walk upright before you, that our minds might be governed by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you might truly rule and super rule through the believers on this earth. Lord, let us stand up and do what you have called us to do. Let us boldly proclaim the word of God. As things start to happen, that we can affect change in our communities, in our government, in this nation. Let us be bold enough by the power of your Holy Spirit to do what you have called us to do, that we might be a representation of you here on earth. God, I thank you. And you go on off to sleep praying that God would have his way all over this earth. ISIS is claiming the bombing that just happened, and I think it was Syria, the bombing that just happened, they're going to claim uh, uh, ownership of it. Then guess what? Father, in the name of Jesus, we bring ISIS. We speak ISIS into your hearing. They, if they want to claim it, let them reap, oh God, the, the, the punishment for the lives that they have taken, whoever has taken the, the, the lives. Lord, they're in, watch this, they're in your hand. If, if it was according to your will, then God, thank you in the name of Jesus. And I pray that, that the lesson that we're supposed to learn from the lives being lost, that we learn those lessons, that more lives do not have to be lost that way in order for us to listen. You say, well, what? You believe God has something to do with that? Let me tell you something. When things happen outside of the will of God, God will allow something to happen even to God's people. Ananias and Sapphira, yeah, you're doing something, but you're outside of God's will. Are you saying those people were outside? No, 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 I don't get into the winds and the wives and the which person. God allowed it to happen. I'm not sitting here debating over that. What I am allowing to happen and to sink into my spirit is God allowed it to happen. If he allowed it to happen, let us learn the lesson. As a nation, as a people, as a world, the lesson speaks to all of us. Keep it moving. It's almost time's up. You've got to keep this thing moving. Watch this. We did that. Uh, um, I want to say it again. Able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Move down to 23 and 24. Legalism is helpless. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. What is that? The law. It can't happen in the law. It won't happen in legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way because you being righteous in your own right, that's the law, doing things the, the legalism or legalistic way, thank you, Holy Ghost, doing it the legalistic way, now you start to become a God in yourself because you read your Bible every day, you are in devotional every day at the exact same time, you bow down before him, and it gets in the way. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessity. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Excuse me, y'all. Necessities is killed off 
for good is crucified. When, listen, it's your way. When you start to do it, the legalism way, the legalistic, everything connected with getting our own way. You're doing it so you can get your way. When you recognize it, you got to get rid of it. I am a, a micromanager. You are micromanaging your life, and you're trying to micromanage other people's lives. I learned this from my grandmother from one very powerful lesson. And once she told me no, and I did what she told me not to do, she didn't beat me over the head. She didn't. Guess what? She left me in the hands of God. And I have, even to this very day, I remember her telling me not to do it. I did it anyway, and I suffered the repercussions. Thank God, Romans 8.28, he worked that thing out for my good. Even though it was a tough, tough lesson, you got to get out of your way. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Verses 25. 25 is where I really want to end. Watch what it says. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our head. See, that's when it starts, you've got to sink this thing down to your heart. Your deep thoughts have got to be in line with this. Or a sentiment, thank you, Holy Ghost, in our hearts, not just a sentiment, not just a passing, not just something that you say, oh, yeah, you know, but yeah, that's the way. No, 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 you don't, you don't, that's not your resolve. That's not the way you're really thinking. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Who, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Watch this. Not just a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its applications in every detail of our lives. So what are you doing? I'm reading it so I won't be just a reader or a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. This, again, all this notes was from uh, He Will Birth a Vision. The Spirit is going to make sure, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or as a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its application every detail of our life, in every detail of our life. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better than the other one, uh, better and the other worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. That was all the way to verse number 26. Message Bible is not broken, so you don't know where verse number 25 ends, so I just took it down to verse number 26. I pray that it bless you real good. I'm telling you, God is moving in this area. Where is my pencil? Where is my pencil? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. I did not hear from a whole lot of folks. Uh, hold on, so I got to put it on this page. God's Word, Petition. 
Oh, we went all the way down. Thank you, God. Okay, so we'll pick up here. God willing, God willing, on January the 23rd, we'll pick up midway, more than midway, 23rd, uh, down page 70. God wants you, wants to petition, God wants you to petition him to ask, seek, and not. I love that. When I studied that, it blessed me real good. I want to get into it with you. Um, I haven't heard from a lot of folks, so I'm believing it's okay uh, that people will be off from work. Um, they will be home, and at 7 o'clock, we will be able to shift, possibly in February, and that would be February the 6th. February, we would start at uh, 7 o'clock and go to 8 o'clock. Um, Thank you so much. Again, I thank you for for being on time. I thank you for being attentive, and I thank you for opening your spirit up to hear from God. I'm believing that your warfare is going to get so much more powerful by you participating in the study of God's Word. For you to take out time of your schedule and say God's Word is important. I know you're in the privacy of your own home, in the comfort of your own home, but I pray that you take it seriously like an online class that you're paying for. Sometimes people don't have skin in the game. They don't pay for it. So guess what? They don't really give it their all. When you pay for something, when you got some skin in the game, then guess what? You're going to get all that you can get out of it. So I pray that you study this when you're on this call, that you study it like you got skin in the game. Amen. God bless you. God willing, I'll talk to you on next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.